Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome on today's show. We are going to explore Facebook updates, specifically with the feed, almost some conflicting information from different people at the company and a leaked internal memo. So we will break all of that down and Facebook going against its longtime policy of you can have one account and it has to be your legal name. So we'll talk more about that and great new tools for reels on Facebook. All of that coming up today. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. And this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Today, I'm joined by Mari Smith. Mari is the leading expert on Facebook marketing and the author of The New Relationship Marketing, also a popular speaker and regular guest on the Social Media Marketing Podcast with Michael Stelzner. Welcome to the show, Mari. Hey, Jerry. It's a delight and an honor and a pleasure to be here. It's always my favorite thing to do to dive into the details of what the heck is happening at Facebook. <laughs> yes. And it's been an interesting week because they had their Q2 earnings call and some interviews popped out and all kinds of different things. So let's start off with what is going on with the Facebook feed and all of these changes that they've been hinting at, starting to make, everything like that. Right. Well, I think just to lay the groundwork, if we remember that Facebook's basically 18, still kind of an unruly teenager, but it's kind of seems to be smack in the midst of a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> User numbers slightly declining, nothing to worry about too much. But of course, TikTok is basically eating Meta's Gen Z lunch. So that is why we're seeing so many changes happening at such a rapid pace. And so just recently, Mark Zuckerberg announced they're splitting the Facebook, the main Facebook feed, predominantly on mobile at first, but it will come to desktop and the browser-based versions, mobile browser of Facebook. So home is your default. Every time you open the app, you're going to see the home feed. And that is where Mark Zuckerberg and the teams there are really leaning into this discovery engine, as it's called. It's algorithmically controlled selecting personalized recommendations of 
posts from a few people you might follow, friends and pages, but also sprinkled in there is all kinds of content from people and pages, businesses that you don't follow. And I know it's kind of seems to be an oxymoron. It's like, why am I seeing stuff that I haven't asked to see? But as you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Adam Masseri, head of Instagram, they keep saying it's like, well, people seem to like the stuff that we find for them. And it's very much in alignment with how TikTok for you page and their algorithmically controlled feeds work. Now, we just, as you mentioned there, Jerry, it was on Wednesday was the Q2 earnings call. And Zuckerberg himself said that at the moment, the amount of suggested content in that home feed is only 15%. I was astonished when he said that. I would have said it was way more. Uh, but 15% is on Facebook. And he said it was it was a little bit more. He didn't say the exact number, but a little bit more on Instagram. And it's not just reels, although you might think it's suggested reels. It's all content types, all content types, as well as even comments, he said. And it gives you easy access to reels and stories. So that's your home, your default. But now what, what everybody now, certainly it's been just a little over a week. So everybody globally should see this on your mobile app of Facebook. There's another new little icon on the menu bar, bottom for iOS, top for Android. And this is called feeds. And it's a new way to find the most recent posts. It is chronological order of your favorites, your friends, your groups, and your pages. And favorites might be a feature not a lot of people have really remembered that they could have. It used to be called see first. It's favorites. And you can have up to 30 friends and people you follow and pages. And that, that's full chronological order. Ads are in both tabs, of course. So what Facebook's <laughs> just done is increased their ad inventory, which isn't you know, a bad thing for advertisers. So there's a lot of pushback about this. I think that users, certainly the ones that I've been speaking to in my community, get frustrated with seeing so much content they, they haven't asked to see. But apparently the studies are showing that people like it. But it's like, hey, you've got an option over here and under this new feeds tab to see the stuff you really want to see. But I don't know how many people are going to tap over there, Jerry. We'll see. Well, it's interesting because this is exactly what Instagram did earlier this year when they said, hey, you know that chronological tab you've been asking for for years? We're going to give it to you now, which was really, but we're going to make the main tab somewhere where we can show you stuff from people that aren't following you because we believe this is the future of the platform. That's right. And the other thing that's been happening this week is that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg said, hey, we're going to increase that recommended content from what do they call the engine, the recommendation engine or the discovery, discovery, discovery engine. engine. Yeah, I like that name. Yeah. And meanwhile, Adam uh, Masseri over at Instagram was like, OK, well, we're going to slow it down. We're not going to do it too much right now. So kind of a little bit of both of those. You're right. Yeah. Double by the end of next year, which I thought was interesting. So like on Facebook, it would only be 30 percent, which still seems, you know, I don't know. It seems to me like it's like 50% or more right now, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, well, it is definitely an opportunity for good content to get out in front of people that aren't following us, which is great from a marketer standpoint. That's true. Very yeah. true. And so what's the story about restructuring the main feed? This was a leaked internal memo and we never know, was this leaked or did somebody intentionally leak it? You know, a lot yeah. of stuff happens in PR. But what was in this memo that's got everybody kind of riled up? Yeah, that was back in April, obtained by The Verge. Tom Allison, the Met executive in charge of Facebook, he spelled out this plan and saying, okay, look, rather than prioritizing posts from accounts people follow, as we were just talking about, Facebook's main feed will, like TikTok, start heavily recommending posts regardless of where they come from. And something else I don't see is being talked about that much with this big leak memo and the plans of what they're doing with the restructuring is that years after Facebook, now Meta, broke off 
Messenger into its whole separate app. They're now talking about bringing Messenger back into the main app. And there's a reason for that. Again, mimicking TikTok's messaging functionality to just make it so easy to see content you like in the feed pop. You're messaging it to a friend. You're carrying on scrolling. You're not leaving the app and going between the Messenger app and the Facebook app. So just a couple of remarks I'd love to insert right here that Mark Zuckerberg made on the Meta Q2 earnings call this week. He said, as we're building our discovery engine, though, I want to be clear that we are still ultimately a social company focused on helping people connect. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, Zuck. (laughs) (laughs) One social trend that we're seeing is that instead of people just interacting in comments in the feeds, Most people find interesting content in their feeds and then they message that content to friends and interact there. And he talked about it creating a flywheel of discovery and then social connection and inspiring people to create more content themselves. And so just quick sidebar on Instagram, he said that Reels makes up more than half of content reshared in messages. So he said our strategy isn't about public versus social content and interaction It's about enabling a flywheel that compounds both. So again, insert, read between the lines. He's basically saying, we're studying like crazy what's working on TikTok. We're just going to copy and mimic and, you know, deploy that like crazy (laughs) to see if we're competing. And not only mimicking TikTok, but it sounds like this behavior is already on Instagram since the DMs have always been part of it. True. Very true. So a little bit of that too. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay. And then uh, meanwhile, as Facebook does, they bring in new things. They take some things away. Mm -hmm. What are these things that are being taken away from Facebook and is it going to matter to most marketers? Good question. They probably won't matter to most marketers, but it's certainly going to matter to mainstream news media. So Facebook's getting rid of the news tab and then that bulletin newsletter that was rolled out last year, they'd attracted some big authors like Malcolm Gladwell and it was basically Meta's answer to Substack. And that's all starting to slow down on the newsletter side, but on the news tab side, It's basically because in response to the fierce competition from TikTok, as we're talking about here, Meta is pushing more video content from creators into users' feeds. So they have to make room for that. And now because they're basically more video-centric, they're shifting resources away from more text-focused products like News Tab and Bulletin. So, Hmm. yeah, basically heightening their focus on building a more robust economy in such a video heavy world just makes sense, you know, that these newsletters and news in general would be put in the back burner. I just feel so sorry for these news organizations. They were getting some major paid deals, you know, New York Times, Washington Post, you name it, to the tune of like $100 million I was reading this morning, and that's all going away. Wow. And that's interesting that they are mostly text-based stuff. I didn't think about that, but it does kind of go against the video focus. And of course, they have to remove some of these tabs because they keep adding more tabs, the home tab and the feed tab. And now they're talking about an NFT tab in Facebook. That's right. I know. I don't know about you, Jerry. I'm not hugely bullish in the NFT or the, the whole... I suppose we'd lump that into the AR, VR, metaverse, virtual world. But yeah, NFTs are a thing and they definitely seem to be really taking hold in the digital art, digital collectives, early, early days yet. Meta launched already digital collectibles, Instagram back in May, and then now they're on Facebook with select creators. So basically allowing select group of US, United States for now, to post digital collectibles on Facebook. And then creators can show off NFTs on their profiles under a new tab, like you just said, yeah, another tab. Of course, every time we see a new tab, a new destination on any of the meta apps, just always think, 
ad inventory, right? Where there's yep. eyeballs, there's going to be ads. So yeah, the art will have a digital collectibles label just like uh, on Instagram. So we'll see. I'm not sure if some really, really super duper early adopter marketers will be all in on that. But probably the mainstreams, not so much. We're going through some amazing updates at Facebook with Mari Smith, and they've done a total 180 on the, you can only have one profile and it has to have your legal name. We'll get into that in just a second, but we were just talking about this new NFT tab. And of course, that's all a part of Web3. And if you've been hearing this stuff, Web3, what's Web3? Well, we're in Web2 right now. That's peer-to-peer. Web3 is decentralizing some of the control from some of these bigger companies and NFTs and other terms that I'm still learning too. But Business is being reimagined on the web right now. And years from now, you can look back and go, oh man, I wish I'd learned about that then. Or you can go, I jumped in, I was smart. I made a smart decision for myself and my clients. And so you can learn how to harness the amazing potential NFTs, social tokens, the metaverse, become the web three go-to person for your company or your clients. Get started by getting an all access ticket to the Crypto Business Conference. You can register right now, go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC 2022. So Facebook has always said one profile, you can't have multiple profiles, we'll, you'll get in trouble, legal name. And now all of a sudden they're saying, or maybe five, is that right? Up to five profiles is what they're testing? This one is astonishing to me. It's like, it's really <laughs> what has, one of the major factors that has helped Facebook to be so successful and remain the number one social network for well over 16 years or so and always that we could, the rules were, well, even though some people had multiple accounts and, you know, one for business, one for family, whatever, you're not really supposed to. But yeah, so it's basically the rules where you're allowed one account and it needs to be in your real name. And so we think, okay, what's happening? Whoa, wait, what? They're testing, allowing up to five profiles? Five? I could see like one extra, but five. Right. So the big question would be why? Why, why, why? Well, my guess is, you know, to boost user numbers, when I doubt they would count them all, you know, okay, we've just quintupled our users. <laughs> Everybody's going to have five profiles. <laughs> Little sneaky right? statistics is, is what you're saying. Okay. Who knows? Probably not. But moreover, probably to increase time on site and to allow more options. So for example, I know like people who maybe only posting business content on their personal profiles, whether they're still in classic or they're switched to pro mode, professional mode, they might feel, oh my gosh, I keep annoying my friends and family because every time I post to public, you can't really post to public and exclude specific people. But then when they post only personal content and not, and not enough like for their business audience to relate to, there's that. So yeah, after 18 years of only allowing one user account with your real name, now they're coming along and it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but basically it's tied to your original account. So Facebook knows who you are. You're not just coming in as Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous. And so you could potentially have one profile for your, you know, in real life personal friends, another one for people you work with, another for just family members, and maybe yet another one for a specific interest. And you don't have to include your real name on these other sub profiles or whatever they're going to be called, so long as your one main account uh, does have your real name. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just think this is probably, yeah, another one of Zuckerberg's crazy ideas and attempt to entice more users and encourage more engagement. And we'll see whether it flies or not. What do you think? What I really see here is, you know, they want more content, right? Yeah, yeah, good point. The more content they have, the more they can put into the feed. And I think for some creators, they'll feel more comfortable being able to put something out without it being tied to their W-2 here in the United States or their employer or, you know, different things like that. So that'll be interesting to see. That's a really good point. 
Lots of updates with Facebook and you never know which one of these is going to make the difference for you or your brands or your clients. So definitely pay attention to these. We're excited to share them. And next up is Reels. Reels are this incredible opportunity on Facebook. And we are finally getting the opportunity to pre-schedule them. (laughs) This has been added recently, right, Mari? Yes, it has. And it was a eureka moment for really for myself and pretty much everybody in my audience too. I know that's uh, initially how it came about is that in Creator Studio, you go in there and you can make clips of your existing videos. So this is replays of lives or any format video that you already uploaded. And you can go in and just super duper easy, click on any video that's already in there and you click on clip or create clip. 20 seconds or less can be used for a reel and a story. And then 20 seconds up to 60 seconds only for reels. My guess, by the way, sidebar, I'm sure they're going to keep adjusting those numbers. Probably not so much stories, but reels, yeah, because, you know, Instagram now I think is 90 seconds for reels. And of course, TikTok is 10 minutes. So who knows? Maybe we'll eventually have 10 minute reels. And so what you can do in Creator Studio with these clips is you can publish now or schedule Now, the big factor here, Jerry, I want to insert is that many users are reporting that they can no longer access Creator Studio. I think those folks are maybe have switched over to NPE, the new pages experience Mm. and or business suite. Maybe it's just a glitch or a bug. So what I recommend is just bookmark the direct URL. You can go to facebook.com slash creator studio, all lowercase, and that can definitely help. So it's facebook.com slash creator studio if you find like it's somehow vanished. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. So if they navigate internally within Facebook, they can't get to it. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. the direct URL seems to work. So I'm curious your thoughts on this. We have the ability to schedule reels now, Mm -hmm. and we can pull these clips out of our Facebook lives and other longer videos. So do you recommend people go live in portrait? now so that it's formatted better for reels if that's going to be their avenue the easiest way to do that is on mobile but not necessarily because right in there in creator studio it will reformat it so it'll take your landscape and it will basically uh, crop it or clip it so that it actually is in portrait okay but i think if people really want to go all in on reels i know we're going to talk about this in the next segment here is that in creator studio this is newer still is that you can actually upload a video so maybe in a separate third-party platform and Wave and video, lots of great tools out there. Adobe has them, you know, lots of great third-party video tools that you take whatever you're doing, you're creating your own version of clips, add in your B-roll, and then you just upload that in Creator Studios and you can create your reel and schedule it there. It might be a little bit easier than trying to do it as a, a clip inside of the native tool, you know? Yeah. And then audio tools are part of this as well. They're giving us a little bit more control over the audio in the reels. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do voiceovers, you can narrate. There's got something called sound sync. So again, a TikTok thing. And it's, I think it's on Instagram too, right? You can automatically sync your video clips to the beat of your favorite song. Those are kind of fun. And when I find myself occasionally mindlessly scrolling the Reels tab, the ones that just like the pulsing beat of the music and the, the, the images are in time to the music, that's clever and creative. So it's kind of cool that that's like automated. Yeah. When I was a kid, my dream job, I would watch a basketball show that they did highlights and they would always sync the highlights of the week to a song. I didn't want to play basketball. I just wanted to sync them to music. So I love this sound sync tool that they're talking about. It totally brings that stuff to life, which is really, really great. 
Yeah. Oh, one last thing. Yeah. You can pick from several digital voices that read the text in your reels with text to speech. It's so funny, Jerry, because I'd actually seen that many times and I'm like, how are they doing that? Like whose voice is it? Like, oh, duh, it's a feature in a native feature, but it's kind of cool because if you're like busy doing your thing, whatever you're doing, and you want to just put some text in there and you don't have to speak, you just get this digital voice. <laughs> well, and they're saying between that and some other tools, like they'll be able to have audiobook read in an author's voice without them reading the whole book within a couple of years. Oh, I love that. Which is cool, but creepy at the same time. Cool and creepy. I mean, like you'd be able to <laughs> mimic other voices. I hope the AI can get my Scottish, Canadian, American accent right. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. All right. So let's talk about Facebook groups. Facebook groups, I know sometimes in the marketing world and the entrepreneur world, this is our favorite part of Facebook and mm. they continued to evolve these groups. And so they're adding a new tool to make it easier to find groups. Can you tell us kind of how that works so we can figure out how to apply it for our groups? Yeah, sure thing. So it's really quite new. And I think probably a lot of users won't have it yet. It's still being rolled out. And it's basically a new sidebar. Predominantly, you're going to see this on mobile and then some changes are coming to desktop. So a new sidebar is going to list your groups and the latest activity within them, like maybe some posts or chats that you haven't seen yet. Again, you know what? There it goes, like another little feed or a tab, right? Probably going to see ads in there too. <laughs> and you can also pin your favorite groups so that they show up first. And I think we've been able to do that for a little while now. Yeah. And so what's interesting, you know, as I look at some of these changes and I integrate them and share them with my own audience as they come up as well, it's like, some of them just seem to be purely cosmetic and just like they're moving stuff around. But a lot of folks are saying that it's it's really starting to kind of resemble Discord or Slack mm. with having these like the sidebar. It's really kind of a, a nice layout. I, I use Mighty Networks for some of my uh, community programs and it's similar where it's got that sidebar. And in addition, it's got this channels aspect too. And I think this is pretty exciting. So I think this has real promise for group owners, group admins. So you've got community chat channels, basically like a messenger group chat, which we've always had, or maybe it's kind of come and gone and come back again. <laughs> and then the audio channels, which rolled out the live audio rooms rolled out, like I want to say April last year in response to Clubhouse. Right. And then that's kind of like seems to have tapered off quite a bit, plateaued. But I love that they've kind of put it there in groups so admins and members can casually jump in and out of audio conversations in real time. And at any given moment, they can choose to just enable video, you know, like Zoom, I guess. And then the third one, so that's community chat channels, community audio channels, and then community feed channels. And I'm wondering if those are a little bit like the subgroups Facebook had been talking about for a while, these subgroups. So we'll see. We'll see how this all shapes up and if it's really going to be Great. The main reason I think, you know, for, for some of these changes is to ensure as these feeds change, the home feed, the suggested content, discovery engine, new feeds tab is that to make sure that groups remain really prominent and relevant and easily accessible. So you think that these uh, channels might just be the subgroups with a different name? <laughs> they might be. Yeah, yeah, because I haven't seen that subgroup talked about for a little while. That was my thought, too. I was like, wait, is this different? Mm. Is this the same? What's happening here? So <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. All right. And then this applies to groups, but if you are going live as your business page in the group or going live as a business page in general, I know for a lot of the entrepreneurs and brands and marketers I work with, there's just this innate fear of a troll showing up in the comments and throwing the whole thing off. And so Facebook is now making it basically giving us a new tool to feel a little safer going live, you know, to the general public. So how does this work? 
I really think this is great news because it's, we want to be able to address any, you know, harassment, bullying, trolls, as you say, there's nothing worse and it can really detract from the experience. And if it's not handled promptly, your bona fide genuine viewers can just kind of get frustrated and leave. So what you do is you can assign a community manager to help moderate your stream. They don't have access to all the other, you know, main admin features on your page or your group, but they can uh, moderate comments in the chat. They can ban people from live streams who go against the, the community rules. They moderate using their personal profiles. You know, there's another possible use for a personal profile if you just kind of mm -hmm. had a different name, you know, community manager. Yeah. I hope we can do something like that because that would be great. And then they have a little community moderator badge visible to other viewers. There's lots of ways to enable it. You can go in, there's, you enable it through classic pages, new pages experience, live producer, the phone, or creator studio. So it's really important to know. I think this is going to be really applicable to folks who are streaming regularly and who have a relatively sizable audience, whatever. I'm not going to put a number on it per se, but, but folks who might yeah. get regularly the inappropriate people jumping on their streams. I think this is a great new feature. Yeah, we're discussing uh, Facebook updates with Mari Smith. And, you know, when they're this new, you never know which one's going to be the one that makes a massive difference for yourself, your brands, or your clients. And Messenger in recent weeks came out and said, we're now offering these recurring notifications, which it sounds to me, it's almost like subscribing to an email list in Messenger. We've had the bots for years. So is this a simplified mm -hmm. Messenger bot or Talk us through that. So there's a lot of different rules when it comes to bots, because the last thing we want to do is bug our people, you know, whether they're prospects or they're paying customers or wherever they're at in the journey. And so what was happening is like once someone had completed a purchase, that was it. That, that invariably, you know, like you never, never heard from that business again, and they weren't able to reach out and proactively provide important updates. And people wanted to hear from these businesses. So Facebook came up with this idea of like, okay, we're going to help you cultivate these ongoing relationships and to help you be more likely to drive not only new sales, but loyalty, right? Touch points, regular touch points. So with this new feature, recurring notifications, people do opt into it. Businesses can send proactive automated messages to people who've opted in to receive them that drive re-engagement and keep the conversation going right in the thread. I think it's a good thing. I, I will see how many folks really take it up, but I would imagine for a lot of like big brands or any sellers that are using like the Facebook shop feature, for example, or just you know, making purchases and using Messenger for customer support, being able to proactively reach back out and say, hey, how are you doing with that new uh, you know, sweater that you bought or you know, that <laughs> new cat condo or whatever it is that you just bought? And we just had this new release. You want to check it out? And I mean, it's just wonderful. So this, this is a great feature for businesses. You have the best examples. I love the cat condo. <laughs> That's awesome. It's at top of mind with my new kitten. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's neat that this is a way to sort of have one-on-one -on -one touch points, but in a scalable way. And that's the part that I think is really exciting for businesses. Big time, big time. All right. Yeah. Oh, can I insert one quick thing in here? I made my notes here. With Cheryl Sandberg, departing COO of Meta, she mentioned at the Q2 earnings call just the other day, really, really underscoring the click to message ads and how they're really, really growing. 40% of Meta's advertisers use the click to messaging format. And that's basically where, you know, you click an ad in your Facebook or your Instagram feed, and it opens up a chat with the business in either Messenger or Instagram or WhatsApp. 
And so it's a really, really powerful way that, you know, Matt just keeps growing their first party understanding of people's interest in response to you know, Apple's ATT and just making it easier for businesses to engage with people and vice versa through business messaging shops and then these new ad products. And so, yeah, if you haven't tried click to messaging ads, I would definitely underscore that and double down on it. I'm glad you brought that up because what a great customer experience as opposed to I click on an ad, I fill something out. Later on, I might hear from you. I mean, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. they're interested right there and you have that opportunity to capture them, which is great. Mm -hmm. So we were talking earlier about how obviously Facebook wants to encourage creators to create, 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 because the more, you know, if they have a hundred videos to choose from, they try and show the best ones, but if they've got a million or a billion, then the best ones are even theoretically better. So Zuckerberg announced a lot more things for creators. So for people that are creating content, either for themselves or for their brands, talk us through some of these benefits. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been really studying this whole world of creators and like the creator economy. And in essence, we could say, oh, we're all creators. We're all creating content. But my opinion is that really what all these social companies, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, they're focused on the people who create content and end up driving revenue specifically as a result of, you know, getting significant views from their content. First of all, Zuckerberg did say he's going to give more money straight to the creators. They're going to hold off on any revenue sharing on Facebook and Instagram until 2024, which is awesome. I mean, that's two years, right? So sorry, a year and a half. And so that's paid online events, subscriptions, badges. They include bulletin in there, but it sounds like bulletin is not going to really be a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Facebook stars is where, you know, eligible creators, their audiences can pay when they're watching videos and uh, the videos can be reels live or VODs video on demand. Monetizing reels is probably the big dazzling prize in the room these days is to be able to create a reel and get paid by Meta for, you know, getting a number of plays. Uh, but what's coming to is a creator marketplace or testing is tested to Instagram, probably roll out to Facebook and creators can get discovered and paid. Brands can share it's a little bit like the brand collabs feature. And then we mentioned about the digital collectibles as well. And then also the, it's got something called interoperable subscriptions. So that's giving creators, they're paying subscribers on other platforms access to subscriber-only Facebook groups. And I inserted my notes here, Jerry. I'm not even sure what that means. So we'll see when that rolls out. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a paid program and I give them access to a paid-only group. So I don't, and the difference might be that they pay through Facebook instead of another platform. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because that's something we can do now. Or you could upload your database or through Facebook login or something like that. So it's like, yeah, you got subscriber-only Facebook group where they're already paying somewhere else might be it. And one of the most exciting updates, and maybe I'm excited about this because it's been sort of part of Instagram for so long, is the creator collaborations where two different creators can put up a video on both of their accounts. It reaches both of their audience, but the insights are combined. Is that how that works? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And this is, in essence, the brand collabs, which has been around for a long time. And, you know, anytime you're collaborating and getting paid by a brand, this is kind of work I've been doing for years, you have to use that little brand collabs tag. But now they're making it super duper prominent. In fact, it's like big banner up at the top when you go to upload a video in Creator Studio. It's like, hey, add a collaborator. And so with this tool, you can go ahead and invite a second creator to publish a single piece of video content together. When that creator accepts, you you publish on both pages. And so, yeah, you're getting kind of double the reach in the audience and same distribution. And yeah, it's just much like Facebook's existing branded content tag, which 
enable brands to tag collaborating businesses in a single post to boost their promotional efforts. So multiple creators and multiple, it's really just two, two listed on a single Facebook post, providing both, you know, additional awareness through the tag, expanded reach. It's a great way to go. So maybe this, you know, for marketers, all your audience listening is just look to see who who could you collaborate with that you hadn't thought about before. And it could just do do a few trial runs with some of the videos. Well, collaborations is just one of the fastest ways to grow rather than waiting and waiting and waiting. And when I think back to when I worked at an agency, you know, imagine a, a restaurant client and a theater client that's nearby targeting the same people, you know, doing something like that. Yes, I love it. Really cool opportunity. That's a great example. Mm-hmm. Sometime in the last couple of months, I went to create a, a Facebook event and all of a sudden they were like, is this a course? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening here? So talk to us about these uh, course features. Facebook is trying to become more of a platform for people to host learning content on. Yeah. So the ed tech, right? Educational technology. Some people in some news articles I was reading, like comparing it to Udemy, but you know, I think Udemy has hmm. like millions and millions and millions of users. I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously Facebook has billions, but how many people will actually take this up? I don't know. It's a big part of the POE, paid online events, which has been around for a while. And like you, yeah, what you do is you go to your page, click on the events tab and click on create new event. As soon as you hit say create new event, it's going to say, do you want to do a class? And then you say, yeah, I'll do a class. And then it's like, you could do a free or a paid. And then mm-hmm. there's different ways to deliver that class. You can do a video room in Messenger, which is amazing. The features in there as a whiteboard, raise hands, breakout rooms, polls, reactions. Hello, just like Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's been around for a little while. That's not brand new. Or instead of the video room in Messenger, you could do a Facebook Live in the event, which Facebook are saying is best for larger classes. Or you could actually add in your own link. And they're suggesting Zoom or even YouTube. They're a big competitor. And then the one caveat I must insert in here is one major reason I personally am not using this feature is there is a group messaging for all students. So when as soon as you create this event, it automatically creates a group chat, which you can't seem to disable. And yeah. there, anybody that signs up for that class is added to the chat. I suppose they could choose to opt out, but Facebook's literally saying, which you can use instead of email, which of course is great because email doesn't always have the best deliverability, goes into promotions or spam or whatever, right? So they're saying it's a great way to keep everything in, in one place. I don't think that this is going to be a massive, you know, revenue generator for, for Facebook. I know a lot of people in my community do use it both free and paid for the classes. But I don't know. I have a hunch that if it doesn't really fly, you know what? It's going to eventually end up on the cutting room floor like a lot of features, you know, watch and whatever. Premiere as we're about to talk about. Yeah, it's funny Mm -hmm. that they compare it to email because it is like email if every person hit reply to all over and over again. (laughs) That would be so annoying. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, and then you just mentioned, uh, speaking of, yes, things fading away. So the the premieres feature, which was like a pseudo live video on Facebook, that is now being sunsetted. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you've got a few people out there who are using it and love it and schedule and just get great reach and engagement. And all of a sudden, boom, Facebook's like, ah, you know, we're deprecating this because not that many people use it. You're like, wait, I'm one of those not many people. And so, yep, it's going away, I think, August 22nd. So if this is the first time you're hearing about this, folks, FYI, you won't be able to use the premieres features (laughs) after that date. Yeah, if it's part of your regular pattern. 
And by the way, Facebook just instead, and they're saying, recommending just use the scheduling tool instead. Okay. And then our editorial director at Social Media Examiner told me that one of the most clicked on blogs that we have is about using the Facebook login for other things. And so Facebook must realize that as well, because they're basically making it easier for people to learn how to do that. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they have tremendous courses, right, in their blueprint area. And then they have courses specifically for developers. And people don't have to think that you've got to be a full-on propeller head (laughs) coder to be a developer. It's like if you have a website, you might want to add the Facebook login to that. And so, yeah, they have a course out that you can learn how easy it is to implement that Facebook login on your, your website or your app. Well, and it sounds to me like this is potentially another workaround for the, or another recovery method from the loss of all of the Apple iOS data that has taken a big chunk out. Because if people do use Facebook login, that's theoretically all fair game for retargeting. You said it. You said it. The more first party data they can gather, the better for advertisers. You know, users freak out as always, but oh, well. That's the way it is. Every time I take somebody into ads manager or audience manager for the first time, they're just both horrified and amazed at the same time. Like, right? They, they know what? You so, know what people can do is they can go in, in their own profile settings under their own personal profile, go to settings and go in under ads. It's called something to do with ads. And then it'll show you the massive repository of interest that Meta has gathered about you and thinks that you're interested. And you'll be shocked at how many things you're like, no way I'm interested in that. And you can clean it up. <laughs> you can delete things that it takes a while to do. But then that can help with ad targeting too. So you don't well, see what, ads that are not relevant to you. Yeah, what did I click on to deserve that? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously privacy and data protection gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so Facebook is actually removing some of the location tracking tools now. Yeah, yeah, this came out a little bit ago. And it, I think, again, one of those features where you're going to have a small group of people, as small could be literally in the millions <laughs> compared <laughs> to billions, right? That nearby friends are probably traveling around. They just want to see, okay, which friends of mine are nearby in the neighborhood. So that's going away and weather alerts, location history, which I think people probably become quite happy about that. And then background location. So no longer available as of several months ago. But the newest news here is that if folks do want to double check and see what data, location data Facebook has on you, you can go in and download your information. You go to your settings, privacy, your Facebook information, it's called, and then it'll say download profile information. But you've got only until August 1st, if you want a copy of what info Facebook's collected, just on the location side. Don't worry, nothing else is going away. Probably vast majority of people don't even need to bat an eyelid about this. So Facebook even says, you know, you can download your information or just do nothing and your location information will be automatically deleted. So by the way, PS, insert, this does not mean that Facebook will stop collecting your location. The company actually states that location data will still be collected for, quote, other experiences. (laughs) And if people are really creeped out by, you know, Facebook knowing every move you make, you can always completely disable Facebook's access to your location in your phone's privacy settings. The thing is, let's say you go to make a post and you want to tag where you are, you won't be able to do that. You won't be able to check in, location, things like that. So I don't know. I'm personally not too fussed about it. That's some solid copywriting there for other experiences. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> some Did we really qualify good these? 
Yes, the other experiences. Oh, well, I like experiences. That sounds great. Yes, that's great. <laughs> all right, just a quick reminder, get your all-access ticket to the new Crypto Business Conference at socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC 2022. Mari, where can we discover more about you? My Facebook page, facebook.com slash marismith or marismith.com, my website, or pretty much marismith anywhere. Instagram is maris underscore smith. All right. And if uh, you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, we have two for you to check out. The Social Media Marketing Podcast, which Mari has been a guest on many times, as well as the Crypto Business Podcast. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.